0: NNF After Dark is brought to you by Sandpiper Vacations. For all of your vacation planning needs, visit www.sandpipervacations.com. Tell them that the No New Friends podcast sent you. Welcome to NNF After Dark. Chris is going to take you through the highlights of the previous episode and maybe even say some bad words, plus celebrity interviews and much, much more. And now, here he is, the scumbag reselling
1: hoarder himself, Chris Yaw! Welcome to No New Friends After Dark, where not only we peel back the onion of the previous show, we peel back the onion of life, but a little bit like uh, onion, because onions have layers, and there's a lot of layers to this show, there's a lot of layers to life, learn that from Shrek. Don't forget, we're broadcasting live from the Sandpiper Vacation Studio, I didn't forget because I've been here for the last three hours, actually. And I love to live here, actually. very spacious. It's way more spacious than the place that I'm living. So if I could live in the Sandpiper virtual studio forever, I would.
0: And in the Sandpiper Lewis. vacation studios, every once in a while, there's a woman walking around naked. So it's amazing.
1: So, sometimes.
2: Sometimes. Sometimes boxes popple and men yell. It's very fun.
1: Yeah, there's, um, there's a lot that goes on in the Sandpiper vacation studios. You have to, you have to be here. That being said, I'm one of your hosts. On this crazy adventure that we call life, my name is Chris. Just in case you forgot, I don't know. I've been listening to Remy's Roundtable a lot, and Remy always reintroduces himself after every segment. So I feel like I have to reintroduce myself. So my name is Chris, and I'm I'm your captain on this on this journey. Along with me in virtual studio is Nick from Sampler Vacation, Scott from the no New Friends <laughs> Podcast, <laughs> and special guest tonight, the sophisticated gentleman from the no Nerdy Friends Podcast, sophisticated that. gentleman. How the hell are you? Any sober? What was that?
0: Yeah, the last time we saw a *Sophisticated gentleman he was very, very, very drunk on this on the after dark. <laughs> I,
2: I don't know what you're yeah, talking about. I don't about. know that's I, like. I plead the 25th. <laughs> he doesn't recall
0: the 20th. Twi- plead the twenty <laughs> fifth. <25th. laughs> well, you were channeling your inner Chris. You you were subbing for Chris. I so plead I get
2: the 21st. It. That repealed
1: prohibition. <laughs> 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 All right, this was no new friends after dark. Well, okay, so, um, <laughs> uh, so actually, funny you talked about uh, Ryan being on last week. Who? I, I want to talk about a lot about differences. So it's funny you talk about this. physical gentleman being on last week. I want to talk about a lot about differences in podcasting. So making the move from making the jump, I should say, not move. This was a, this was a jump. This was a leap. Um, from being just a co-host on the No New Friends podcast, being a host of No New Friends After Dark was huge for me. Um, that's why I'm intoxicated every single time I host, so I don't remember anything that ever happens, so that I never have to critique myself. It's a pro, t- pro move. You should probably take some notes, Scott. Also, um, so anyway, tonight we recorded uh, episode 168 of our Sunday episode, and Scott was not the host. i can't say your name say sg the sophisticated gentleman sg 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 super gay um, (laughs) that's me actually (laughs) jinx Uh, you owe me a blowjob oh my god that was a freudian slip oh my (laughs) god soda 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 i don't drink soda so i gotta take something so (laughs) sophisticated gentleman uh subbed in tonight because scott thought he was going to be gone little did uh sophisticated gentleman know that scott would never miss an episode of the <laughs> history of the native friends podcast it's my daughter's 18th um,
0: birthday uh <laughs> hey guys everybody leave it's time to go i yeah. gotta i gotta go record
1: <laughs> not only did scott uh come for the show he uh his his daughter came on before the show and apologized that it was her birthday today. <laughs> <laughs> true story <laughs> true story she apologized that his, her dad was late um, uh so anyway last
0: week what's funny what's funny is she knows you guys so well she knew that chris was late
1: she's like was chris yeah, late she said oh wait yeah was chris late today i'm never late i don't know what that i think i was like. the only one Actually, there I am always at late. the recording time at 8 p.m yeah you were there like at 7 p.m <laughs> so so um anyway long story long i host this podcast which is new for me Ryan hosted tonight's podcast, which is new uh, for him. Oh, my God. Sophisticated Gentleman hosted tonight's podcast, which is new for him. And Nick hosted this podcast a couple weeks ago when I was gone. So I kind of want to do. And, and then Scott, for the first time, was a guest, not guest, co-host On the Sunday episode. So, I kind of want to do like a little round robin of what it's like to host an episode, and for Scott, what it's like to not host an episode, pros and cons. Lots more pros as being a co host than cons, in my opinion. Um, but I'd love to hear your opinions because I hate hosting. I love hosting this show because, like, like I said, I'm very intoxicated and I don't remember hosting anyway. So it's kind of like being a co-host in its own in, in its own way. But uh, Ryan, since you posted tonight for the what first is my, time. Say my oh name! Oh my God. <laughs> it's, it's right there on the screen. <laughs> Sorry, Scott, for all this editing. But sophisticated, sophisticated gentleman, for the first time, Ever you hosted the No New Friends podcast, and you know what? I think it's the first ever. No, actually, it's not the first ever. Uh, well, it's the first ever. I, I don't even want to say outside host because you're part of the show, but I'll say outside for the sake of argument. You were the first ever outside host, you know, beyond the four core hosts of the show, to host the No New Friends podcast. That's a, that's, that's a big. How many episodes? 168 episodes. This was the first time ever. What was it like hosting? Was there pressure hosting? Was there? What was your preparation like? I kind of want to just walk through that. Yeah,
2: there was definitely a bit of pressure. Uh, This was the first time I'd hosted a podcast where there were other hosts to it. So usually I've got, Mm. if I'm going to host something that's just me, whether it's a segment or whether it's, you know, a podcast episode or something else, then I'll have notes written out. And I just go down the notes. For No New Friends, I could run through the stuff that Scott always says easy peasy. I've got those in my mind because I've listened to uh, so many episodes of the No New Friends podcast already. Mm -hmm. But what I think was the toughest part was preparing for how the conversation would go. I had three topics set up, one for each segment. Uh, But and we even talked about this in the first break of the episode. The segments didn't really go where I expected them to. And so initially Mm -hmm. I was unsure of, you know, oh, do I need to push back on track? And then there's a certain point where you just roll with it because it's going to create better hashtag content, as Scott likes to say. It's going to be more entertaining that way. So really, it's trying to find that balance of how do I get the conversation to go to certain topics? Because there were certain things we talked about before the show that I definitely wanted to hit while still allowing the conversation to progress organically to create content that's both entertaining and enthusiastic, but also feels natural to the recurring audience.
1: So you say that uh, you know preparing of content and uh, preparing points you were gonna gonna hit. I think that you first of all I think you did a great okay. job because you realized in the moment that some you didn't force your um, your points that you wanted to make in the episode because you realized that it was going in a way that was better for the episode than it, than it would have been if you forced the train back on the tracks. I guess. And, um, I, that's a huge part of podcasting. I think that the best podcast episodes are the ones that you never planned for, right? You plan subjects, you plan topics, and then you start with those and you don't end with them. And I think that makes for the, some of the best segments because some of the best impromptu, um, subjects that we come up with become like classic moments and you did a really good job it- with, like you said, you plan this, but then you let it go off course.
3: It becomes more of a conversation piece too, where people start coming up with stories in their mind of something that might be super funny. And so, like I said, it does create better content. I think.
1: Absolutely. And um, yeah, more power to you to, you know, you, you- probably um were stressed about hosting and you thought okay we gotta hit this point this point that point and then when you realize it wasn't hitting that point you just let it go because that was what was best for the episode and i think our first segment was was awesome it was diet it was really really yeah yeah and um and you know great on you for not trying to steer that 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 back into the lane you know it, you let us go off the off the rails and that was uh and it made for a really really good segment and i think that's why scott's so good at his job at hosting is because he doesn't have to do much he just he's just, easy <laughs> easy <laughs> <laughs> i'm just joking no but seriously I, I i think scott can agree with me like ryan did a really good job at not forcing things F- and that and fantastic and, and being a host of this fantastic. show fantastic every week like you gonna you gonna appreciate that and it's
0: it's difficult because, you know, especially when we first started out, I I had a vision of where a topic wanted to go or where I needed it to go or whatever. And I made sure that it stayed between those rails and it didn't allow for the opportunity to really, you know, be as funny as it could have been. Um so it's, it's letting go of not the ego, but letting go of kind of your vision of what it was supposed to be and letting things happen. But then also if it goes too far off the rails, how do you get it back in a natural way? And I think Ryan did a fantastic job. Yeah. I agree. Navigating through that. What's that? My name. Oh, God damn it. I think sophisticated gentleman did a great job of navigating through that.
1: Yeah. I was really impressed by, uh, and that's why, um, Scott said, "Hey, I'm not going to be here," uh, and I'm like, "I'm not hosting. <laughs> I've just I, I can't do that. I just I can't do what you three can do. Um, just not in me. I'm not good at it, and I and I I, I do what's best for the team. I'm not going to bring the show down to be able to hear my voice more or something like Scott would do. And well, I'm just that, and you're also oh.
3: recording like 18 episodes." Today. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, and see,
3: that's I personally the that, that, is, that, Chris. that is I mean, the
2: thing. I've listened to every episode of After Dark. I mean, I've listened to every episode of NNF, but I've listened to every episode of After Dark as well. And obviously, you're the host of that. And I feel like you especially really excel when you're talking about serious topics, when you're talking to people about something that's really grounded. You do a great job of mm-hmm. keeping the conversation going when it's a very heavy topic while keeping the tone exactly where it needs to be. Very... I don't want to say solemn, but serious, yet still, to an extent, teaching people about these very important topics. Uh, You can insert humor where it can be beneficial, but you don't go overboard. You have that perfect balance. And so you say you're not a great host Listen to After Dark. I personally completely disagree, so sorry to argue with you.
0: Yeah, I I agree with the sophisticated gentleman 100%.
1: I, I do appreciate that, and I don't listen to After Dark nearly as much as I listen to the um, the main episode because I just don't have a lot of confidence in my host. Well, I find skills. that offensive. <laughs> what are you a homophobe? <laughs> <laughs> That's
3: homophobic. It's
1: hard for me to listen back because I just. Um, it's hard for me to walk away from these things, knowing that I'm in control of these. Of these, the one episode that I did uh, listen back to was uh, scott what episode did you say i don't even remember it you you really like this is the one where you you know really took control and really i don't know if it was the uh abuse episode i'm not sure i I don't i don't remember but there was one interview that i did feel very good about that that
0: abuse episode um was yeah i think that was kind of your coming out party for yeah the the seriousness that you can do and how well you can handle these interviews uh, I I think that was the one that we we got a lot of compliments on, for sure.
1: Might have been that one. Yeah, it might have been that one again. I, it's hard for me to listen back to an episode that I hosted because I'm very um, I don't know con- self conscious about about um, I don't know myself, but I I do take pride in being able to because uh, a lot of these interview people we I, I've never met them before the, the interviews we do I, I do take a lot of pride in being able to have conversations with people that I've never met before. I just, I've been good at that my whole life. So I do feel like that helps me a lot navigate through these, these conversations. And Ryan, you at and sophisticated gentleman, you asked me uh, in the interview on Remy's Roundtable, you know, about film and stuff. And I, I look at these episodes as a movie, you know, and I try to navigate a story through the movie uh, or the movie through the episode. And, um, you know, I, it's hard for me to listen back. I'm not going to lie. It's hard for me to listen back. They don't have a lot of confidence in, in in stuff like that, but I do appreciate the kind words. I do appreciate that. Now I would challenge
0: you to as uncomfortable as it may be. Listen to yourself because one, you're going to hear what works. Um, Mm -hmm. we're all, we're all going to be our own worst critics. And I get that,
1: but but you're
0: going to hear what works. You're going to hear where it's like, Oh, maybe I shouldn't do that. You know, it's going to really be, yeah, it's going to yeah. help you become better and and you're already fantastic, but it's just well, going to help you, you become better. Sure. You know, there's a, there's a lot of things and there's still some tendencies that I have. I, I say, listen a lot, like, Hey, listen, let me tell you about this. And I hate that. Mm-hmm. And or the big thing that I've really focused on trying to correct is at the end of a segment, when I say, when we come back, we're gonna blah 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 You're listening to the No New Friends mm-hmm. podcast, we'll be right back. I hate saying the word back twice in an outro. So I've I've right. heard that and it drives me nuts. So I've really tried to focus on that. Those are little things, but Yeah, you know, it listening to yourself helps. I mean, that's why we have so many sponsors and why our numbers look so incredible because I listen to myself at least uh, three times a day. See,
2: I can relate entirely <laughs> to that too. I don't want to push my own. I don't want to push my own podcast. That's not my intention here, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it is relevant to the conversation. First episode just released today and it took me all day to listen to it. And I listen to podcasts, you know, ear, one earbud in rework every day. And I, right, I did not right. want to hear my own voice. I already listened to it a bunch of times, but also like I just, didn't want to hear my voice I struggled to li- listen to it and even based on what Scott was saying like I finally pressed the play button and I was noticing some things I said again and again I started off the loud sentences with now or you know as you know things of that right, certain right. repetitive phrases so I can completely understand where you're coming from it's tough to listen through yourself because even though some people might hear the good sides at least speaking for myself I really only hear my flaws
1: sure Exactly. And even like, and that's why that's part of the reason why I like to drink and all jokes aside, it's part of the reason why I like to drink during these episodes is because I can, I, I feel like, cause I, I'm uncomfortable hosting an episode and, um, the best way to get comfort in any awkward situation is to get a little alcohol on you. In my case, a lot, because I've gained a lot of weight. And, um, so no, so, so you drink a little bit, you get a little more comfortable now with the more serious, um, episodes, I do not get nearly as intoxicated because I just know I need to keep a level head and I don't want to embarrass myself as well as offend the, uh, the guests that we have on. So I don't, I have no problem with embarrassing myself with you guys, but with a, with a guest that went through, um, physical abuse with with a, with a significant other or, um, or any of these other serious topics that I mean, we, I, you know, I I don't maybe a glass of wine to take the edge off, but that's it. Um, But anyway, I guess really what I'm trying to say is, is taking that jump from co-host to host is, is huge difference. And I'm way more comfortable with doing it on more serious subjects for some reason, because I think I'm better at navigating a conversation through seriousness than I am uh, a comedic conversation, which is funny. Cause I, I, you know, I, I, I feel like I'm very good in comedic situations, but I don't feel like uh, during a podcast, the, the when the spotlight is on me, I excel. I feel like um, I feel like I found my role on the Sunday episodes in these in these comedy episodes, adding to the conversation and uh, and telling my stories every once in a while, and it's a way different role, and that's kind of what I want to touch on now, Scott, with you for the first time ever. You were not a sidekick, a side character. On a sunday episode what was that like
0: so uh, i i actually i love co-hosting i love guest hosting or you know guesting mm-hmm. or whatever uh that yeah. you know that's why i like to jump on remy's roundtable because it's just it's just a fun change of pace i don't have to worry about the flow so much now tonight's a little bit different because at the end of the day this is still our show and so you know, I I I, mo- I monitor that, but also I wasn't supposed to be here at all. So I right. I wanted I wanted sophisticated gentlemen to be able to have the freedom that he wanted to, to, to do with the episode. I wanted to give him the artistic freedom to have fun with the episode in any way he wanted to. So and the notes that I it do was nice to just kinda make, of-
2: Scott is that I am incredibly honored that you trusted me to, you know, take on the reins of the episode when you were not initially supposed to be here. Like it is difficult for me to express how much that means because I know how much the show means to you. Well, th- I,
0: one hundred percent. You thank you. You're welcome. I, I, uh, you know, it, it, it's. It was like the seventh choice.
1: It's, stop uh, now. Totally kidding. The, once, once I said I don't want to host the show. Like that's a, really and okay.
0: that's a. I don't want to host that's the show ever. The it was, yeah. it was a, a blanket right. statement. Yeah.
1: Like one, yeah. Like once I'm like, once I like reinforce, like, no, this is not something I'm going to do.
0: It, it, let me tell you, it is, it is, uh, it's tough to step away from, from an episode. um, but I've always wanted to see what would happen in an episode that I wasn't here for. now, granted, I didn't fully do that because I still ended up showing up. But honestly, i have I had fomo to be to be one hundred percent honest with you, I was really excited about this episode, and i had I had the fear of missing out on it. and I wanted to be part of it. And I didn't want to take away hosting from you. Um, and i I, I figured it was gonna be fantastic. Now, did I fully remove myself from hosting duties? No, I didn't because like there were times when I heard, okay, Sarah wants to speak real quick. So let me figure out how to kick it over to her real quick because Chris cut her off or whatever. And, Mm -hmm. but the thing is, it doesn't matter that it was on my podcast. I do that on Remy's Roundtable. I do that on any show that I'm on where there's multiple people. If I hear someone get cut off, I'm like, Hey, you were going to say this real quick. And I kick it back over to them because I have a talent for kind of, hearing where what people are going to say and where they're going to go. It's just remembering to
2: kick it I back I would say them. you're better at steering the ship than the guy from the Titanic or the Titan submarine.
1: <sighs> mm. Yeah, yeah. Who was the worst captain? We'll break that down. Captain <laughs> Kirk. Mage <Major misogynist. laughs> Um I was worried going into tonight's episode, I'm not going to lie, not having Scott there because every week Scott's there and Scott's very, very good at what he does. And I was talking to Emily a little bit about it, about it today. And I was like, "I'm really excited to have this sophisticated gentleman come on and host tonight, because I don't know. Like, I, I've listened to you on on other podcasts, and uh, I've listened to f- uh, a few minutes of your podcast. Please check out the something
0: cases continuity. of continuity,
1: cases of continuity podcast, which we'll talk about at the end too." A uh, case of consequence. where podcast,
0: sophisticated gentleman reveals gentleman. his real name. So if you want to know who his real, what his real name is, <laughs> check out
1: that podcast. <laughs> Show us your name. So, um, but like you just you you're you're a very intelligent person, and you're very aware of of situations, and especially with podcasting, like you know what's going on. You know how you know how to navigate how to navigate a, a difficult situation so as uh, you know the, the worries of Scott not being there were kind of uh subsided when I was like oh you know sophisticated gentlemans going to be there so it's not it's not some random person. It's someone who I know is going to do a good job. And the fact that you gave us the topics early in advance, like, like Scott does as well kind of helped too. Cause it just, you know, I don't like to go into things super prepared. Cause I do like to do improv on most of my, you know, reactions and stuff. I like to know in advance because it's just nice to know. So you're not like blindsided by it. And you, you did a hell of a job. Now we talked to Scott being a host. We talked to sophisticated gentleman being a host, Nick, what was it like hosting your very first episode? And you did make a post about this on Facebook, which made me super happy because I, I, I read that. I mean like, oh, that was really cool. You were able to host your first episode and on, not, not only a, your own episode, but an epi- like a very important episode at that. What was that like?
3: Yeah. It, um, I was very nervous just because Scott messaged me a few days beforehand and was like, hey, we have a guest on that week. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, not only am I hosting my first episode, I have a random person Scary. on that I have no idea who this person is. Right. Uh, so it's kind of intimidating luckily I had some time to go listen to that guy's podcast and
1: more preparation um, than I've ever
0: done. <laughs> yeah, I like so, to yeah. keep everybody on their <laughs> yeah. toes. I, I feel like it, it it pulls the best out of everybody like when I just blindside you and say, okay, you're hosting yeah. NPS. There's a guest.
3: Yeah. So it was like, it was a guest. And um, it was one of those that we kind of decided like if we want that guest to be on the whole episode or if we just want to do it part-time and we kind of felt or at least I kind of felt like you know what this I'm this guy was great, but let's move on to something else. So we um, did have a second segment without him, and um, yeah, it was it was intimidating. I had a rough week mentally, going through a lot of stuff on top of it. So it was um, with all of my flight cancellations, I was yeah. dealing with, and the jet lag, everything. I'm like, mm. I don't know where I am anymore. Perfect so episode not... to
1: interview a therapist. <laughs>
3: <laughs> exactly. And I I felt like I connected with him, too. And a lot of stuff he said, I actually listened listened to it back as well, too. And um, felt like I did better than I thought I did in that moment. And I know I got comments from Swiss Skitty Gentleman and Scott's Swiss Skitty Gentleman a couple days later, just because he doesn't really remember too much of the episode. (laughs) The biggest part I remembered is I get a text from Scott and he's like, um whenever we can go to a break, he really needs to go to the bathroom. Oh my God. That
0: was <laughs> Nick. That was the funniest was thing. Watching crazy. him. Just,
2: just see, he his was, face.
0: he was sitting there just going, <laughs>
2: you know, and, well, actually and, I, and I was I'm like, yeah. And he,
0: yeah
3: and, he, and he hadn't said anything for like 10 minutes. I'm like, he could have left for the bathroom and came back. And I was just worried <laughs> about saying like,
2: something stupid with the, uh, philosophy guy there.
1: <laughs> right. Just yeah. like, I just,
2: I, I just kind
3: of like I I disappeared for the past five minutes for those at home that are watching. Um, I'm dealing with internet outage today and I feel like I'm in the 1990s again. So I'm (laughs) very confused on that. Yeah. I'm basically using dial up from my cell phone. So, um, but yeah, it, it was a fun time. It's something I, and I think I mentioned too, before I used to host, if you want to call it hosting, but when I was in high school, I was in, Video, video productions class mm-hmm. i was very interested in broadcasting type stuff and i was on the front of the camera for that as well as behind the camera i even had my own little tv show that we aired every single week on a local government television it was That's really awesome. stupid but um so it's kind of nice to be back in front of it and being with people like you guys where i'm just comfortable and it's a conversation it's definitely a lot easier than being just like a regular host like Oprah or Ellen where you're in a guest after after guest and I have to do your research and
1: it's fun well first of all Nick you're a fucking rock star and you are thank you you talk about how like uh, nervous and and you know not confident you might be in yourself and you never ever get that from listening to you everything you ever say is said with so much confidence and comfort
3: it's all mental and I know we've discussed that sure. before too, it's, it's a big mental thing for me. And I've, I've always wanted to be in front of people and mm-hmm. be a speaker or something and on stage. And then I just, I've never actually done it.
1: You're right, right. until, until now, it's, it's so. where you belong. Um, people love you, you know, as soon as you started becoming a host on this podcast, you become the instant favorite. You're so genuine and so real, and everything you say is all like I said is always said with with so much confidence and comfort, and it. it's just like you're a natural at this. And I was so excited to hear you host that episode, and you killed it. It was you were you were perfect. Well, thank you. you were perfect. Um, you said you were intimidated by having a guest on. I'm intimidated all the time. When I heard that we were going to have that a uh, woman on that was abused in a relation, like holy shit, how am I going to navigate this? Right? Yeah. And. um I gave it my best shot. I did an okay job, but like you, you, you went on, you know, uh, hosting for your first time and not only hosting, but hosting a guest for, you know, which is <laughs> a lot, a lot of pressure because you don't want to embarrass the guest. You don't want to offend the guest. Right. And um, you don't want to ask
3: the wrong questions. Exactly. It's, it's not like I have an assistant, like, here's the questions you can't ask, here's what you can't ask. Right. Um, we kind of did a, a little pre-interview beforehand mm-hmm. and everything, which was helpful to kind of get get things rolling as well as share some of my side of the story since it was a mental health expert that we worked with. So.
1: yeah, it was um yeah. you would never know any of the stuff you just said even existed in your mind before the before the interview the 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 confidence issues the the pressure you would never know. You uh as soon as I started listening to the episode you you were yourself and, and you you killed it. It was it was amazing and uh and thank you for filling in for me. Uh, you did a better job. It, seriously, you did a better job than I could have done. That is on the
2: episode. It really was remarkable. <laughs> you started off the episode and it felt like you had been podcasting your entire life. You were very charismatic. Yes. You yeah. were great talking to everybody on the episode, guests and you know, typical hosts, everybody. Like you truly did a fantastic job on that episode there. Yeah. Not, thank you I appreciate it I, I feel like that's kind of always been me in general
3: just always feeling confident because I've worked I've been in so many different roles in my life and um, and I pick up on things really quickly too. and listening back on old episodes of what I w- wanted to do better personally myself and hopefully I brought that to the table.
1: So, um, I don't, I don't know if we'll cut this yet or not. Um, Scott will make the decision on editing, but Nick has a power outage, uh, with, with an internet outage and he is broadcasting live from his cell phone. So he is here tonight because he's a dedicated, he's dedicated to this podcast. So he is, he is, we have lost him early in the episode. We tried to bring him back. Hey, stuff happens, but he was, uh, he gave it his best. His cell phone gave it his best. But seriously, the, the highest compliment I could give Nick on listening back to that episode was just how comfortable he sounded during that episode. And that's very, very hard to do is to um, be comfortable uh, doing something for the first time with in front of somebody that you don't know. So, um, I, no, I think that's about it about hosting podcast i want to talk a little bit more about some more light stuff in the next uh next segment i really enjoyed hearing your perspectives hosting uh co-hosting i hope everybody else uh enjoyed that at home too because um hey we're peeling back the last episode just like we promised next segment we're gonna peel back the uh peel back some life a little bit Uh, we're gonna peel back that onion a little more i think i like this onion analogy just because i love shrek so much i can probably keep the onion analogy so, if you like that, please write in. If you don't like that, don't write in because I won't listen to you. We'll be right back with No New Friends After Dark. There are three things that I hate in life taxes, nausea, and booking vacations. The first two I'm stuck with. But for the third, I use Sandpiper Vacations. Sandpiper Vacations is a small business that is LGBTQ owned and operated with travel advisors all over the country. Whether it's a cruise, a trip to a theme park, or an all-inclusive resort, Sandpiper has you covered. Oh, and I forgot to mention, it's free. Why book a vacation when you can have someone else do it for you? That's like choosing to take the stairs on a building that has an elevator. Leave the headaches of booking a vacation to someone else. Get your quote today at www.sandpipervacations.com and tell them that the No New Friends podcast sent you.
0: Hey, everybody, it's Scott from the No New Friends podcast. If you'd like to hear all of our episodes, all of our past episodes, just visit our website, nonewfriendspodcast.com. All of our links to all of our old episodes are there. If you didn't understand an inside joke or just wanted to re-listen to something, just check it out. It's com, or you can check us out on all streaming platforms.
3: Psst. Hey, you, you want to join a cult? Well, this might be your lucky day. For just $2 a month and a simple blood oath, you can join our clubhouse and become a friend with benefits. In addition to the amazing feeling of donating to the poor, you will have access to Patreon-exclusive content, live shows, and maybe even a behind-the-scenes look at my secret stack. To get started, head on over to nonewfriendspodcast.com and hit join our clubhouse. Can't wait to see you at the initiation ceremony. Oh, and in the chat during our live shows, of course.
1: Welcome back. I hope you love those commercials. I sure did. I listened to three times in a row, actually, and you should too because um, they're really good commercials. It took it was a really long time to record those. Nick is no longer with us. He's not dead, but his internet is dead. You do like, that shit dead.
0: all the time. His his we internet. We're gonna
1: play is super how. Dead. Why do, do I, I do say goodbye I or do a, do a of- How do you, yeah? <laughs> why do I say goodbye? Um. The worst part, of, uh, I'll talk about that after at the break. I'm, I can't talk about that on air. So I said we were going to need a little bit lighter this this um, this segment. It's, that's because I threw up my dinner in between the break. I did get slightly lighter um, <laughs> and we are back. That's about the only thing that's going to get lighter this episode. Just kidding. I'm as heavy as ever. Me and Scott have been in uh, permanent roles as co-hosts, as hosts for a very long time. And I'm comfortable as a co-host. And Scott is comfortable as a host. What if we switched the tables? What if the tables were switched and I was the host of the Sunday show? And Scott was the host, co-host of the Sunday show. It would be very weird. Kind of want to talk about role reversals here. Scott and I have been in a relationship for a very, very long time. All right? Right. We don't know what it's like to be single. And not only do we not know what it's like to be single, but we don't know what it's like to be single in 2023. Because I feel like there's a huge huge difference because back when we had to be single there was no tinder or grinder or hinge or uh, fuckbook Fuckbook. i i
0: actually uh, i lived in the world of online dating
1: yeah but not like this this is way different that was wholesome that was wholesome online dating to an extent. i i had a tinder did you yeah
0: i had a tinder I would just.
1: I wait, would what just. What was on your
0: profile? I'm that curious. was out. No.
1: Uh, yeah. Wait I, a we second. Need answers. Uh, Before I segue to what we're talking about, we gotta we gotta talk about this.
0: It was a picture of me um, on my Tinder, but I would just. I was a swipe. I would just swipe right for everybody, right, and then right. because I didn't want to miss a match, just because you know, just so I just swipe right for everybody, and then if right. they swiped right yeah. for me. Then I would start like reading about them and, and seeing if I actually right. was interested. But like swipe right doesn't mean that you, you know, have to get married. It just means that hey, there's a connection. Um I couldn't really put this strategy to the test because nobody ever swiped right on me.
1: So, <laughs> just a, so I A lot uh, of I nights actually, with my hand. So uh, I'm gonna look this up and the stream can watch me. When did tinder uh come out so i was in a relationship since 2011 uh tinder came out in 2012 that was when i was a junior in high school so i wouldn't have been on tinder anyway um so Tinder's like not something i'm familiar with so i love when i'm hanging out with my single buddies and i can swipe for them and um i just swipe all like the really really thick chicks for them and um so I go on their Tinders and I'm like, uh, you know, I'll, 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 I'll swipe. And and actually, at like at a uh, at a party that Emily and I went to, we actually went on Tinder for my friend, and we were we're swiping uh, for him, and we were, you know, both judging judging these girls. like good, good character, good, um, you know, looked like they were good people. You could tell by a picture. You could tell by these these. I don't know how many profile like pictures Jeffrey Dahmer. Some, you know, I don't know. Ex- oh man, you're digging me in a hole. So. So, um, so I, it's fun to do these little swipey things. Like I said, I've never been on Tinder. I don't have the t- the Tinder app downloaded. I don't have the Hinge app downloaded. I do have the Grinder app downloaded, which we'll talk about uh, in a future episode, <laughs> maybe next Friday. Your gay <laughs> percentage <pathetic>, up. But, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I don't have any of these things. I don't know what they involve other than the stories that my friends have told me. These, these. Like Beowulf, like tales that they've that they've told me. I feel like I'm like like when they tell me stories of of uh of the Tinder and the Hinge. I feel like I'm like I feel it's like an like Oedipus, <laughs> like it, except for the sex with his mom thing. That that actually. was a yeah, horror. That was, really that was literally reference. the worst possible Greek myth yeah, really you chosen. Really you bad. You could have chosen Narcissus really if, bad, if you wanted. Uh, you could have. Yeah, maybe um maybe the um the Quran, like an old text, what? an old text. <laughs> Alright, you brought up Beowulf. Right, What's so anyway, your favorite I'm gonna kick this over Beowulf? to Beowulf. When he when he uh, when the um, when he slays the Grendel. Good part. Good part. It's a great part. It's a great part. So anyway. Ryan. <laughs> oh. Sophisticated gentleman. Have you slayed the Grendel through uh <laughs> That sounds like the biggest <laughs> through, euphemism uh... of all time. <laughs> So, uh, like, like, my younger counterpart on this, on this show tonight, who, um, not only has swiped, is it swiping right or left right to is accept someone? Good.
2: Although it's not really accept, guess like,
1: it's just to okay.
2: like someone.
1: Okay, so you like, if you swipe right, it's, it's, you like yeah, well, that. that's, that's, some
2: apps. not every app is swiping.
1: Okay, so when you swipe the correct way, uh, the consensual way, have you consensually swiped with somebody else? Because uh, Scott has not. Scott has tried,
3: but failed. Yes, found. I have.
1: So you, you are you are a Gen Zer. Uh, I am. Correct? Yeah. You are. So you grew up in the Tinder generation. Like that. Like Tinder is your. Um, um, oh gosh, what are those old websites? AOL. Scott, that That's you probably wrong. Right? AOL. No. The dating websites match.com, um, match.com, Christian Mingle, and uh, farmers meet farmers only, yeah, farmers meet farmers only.com. I farmers was on, only farmers, only. I was
0: on plenty of fish, I was on match.com, I was plenty of fish, I was on eHarmony, throwback
1: eHarmony, that's the yep. one, I was
0: on uh, yeah, so- okay, Cupid, and I was on Zeus. Zeus?
2: Wait, we're going back to group. Okay, mythology? so.
0: Zusker or but Z O O S K. Do they have like
2: Jupiter as well? I,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: So being someone who met their uh, future wife, in, I was on Jew um, Day too,
0: but I <laughs> got kicked that off. <one. laughs>
1: That's why you want to do the Hanukkah episode. So be. <laughs> Actually, I love. I, I'm taking this in a different direction. I thought, okay, so I'm somebody who met their wife in high school, right? Uh, never had to go on any of these dating sites. The biggest date, you know how I got my wife's number? MySpace. What's that? It was on MySpace. Oh, God. Exactly. So I want to know the parallels between eHarmony and modern day Tinder. So, sophisticated gentleman, if you could take me through a day in the life of somebody who has to look for a wife on Tinder, I would I mean, love I, I,
2: I'm not a huge Tinder user, experience. I tend to prefer Hinge. I think it's
1: better. Uh, what's the, okay, okay. Uh, older person talking yeah, I guess. What, what the is
2: Hinge? Hinge is honestly it's a little more like personality based so essentially you have a certain number of pictures of a person but then there's also prompts that they can re- that they've got and so you can respond to an- and leave a comment on an individual photo or an individual picture and so um, I think the Ooh. best way in my experience to leave likes on there is to find a comment that has something that you can either relate to or ask a good question about. Like, if I see they like traveling, I'll be like, oh, if you could travel somewhere for one day, where would you travel? Or if they've got like something about their like movies that they like, you know? Be like, if you could watch one movie for the first time again, which would you?" something like that, and I, yeah, so. Oh. So Ooh. it's kind of like speed dating, almost. A little bit, yeah, and there's like, a, uh, two truths and a lie is a common thing people will have there. That's an easy way to start a conversation.
1: So, so oh, so it's like Tinder for virgins. You asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's a, I'm I'm just kidding. It's actually like Tinder, but for more. Wholesome in my opinion, people. yes. <laughs> no, seriously, that's what it seems like. It's because I feel like Tinder has this very negative connotation. It's like kind of just meeting with people to sleep. I mean, there was literally I think a Family Guy episode about that. Like, see, and I guess that's where um, places like Hinge and maybe Bumble. Bumble I don't know. is I just know somewhere in between. I think in between so it's kind of like you're looking to have fun but you're also looking for a wife and
2: well i'd say looking for a girlfriend for, i feel like most people look for somebody to okay. date like you don't go on the a yeah, significant, significant other. other exactly i wouldn't say like you know like obviously the hope down the line for somebody going on the dating apps is looking for a spouse but i'm not sure that's right what right. people think of when
1: they match sure but you do see a lot of people that have, you know, I, I can I can say this. I've never met someone that have gotten married that met on Tinder. I've met people that have gotten STDs from Tinder, but not marriages. Um, Bumble, on the other hand, uh, Tinge. I have I have known people that have gotten married who have met on there. I feel like that probably is like the modern day eHarmony. Um, do you you being on these apps? do you wish they didn't exist? Like, do you wish you could meet someone That's organic? Cause I feel like you're kind of old school. A very loaded question. See,
2: tough, especially because if you have a job like mine, where things tend to be very packed, you don't have a ton of energy at the mm-hmm. end of the day to do things like that. Sure. It's a little bit easier. On the other hand, right. like, it feels like you're almost advertising yourself. And so, there are periods of time where, you know, you don't have any matches and you're like, nobody's swiping on me, I'm swiping on all these people. And so, you know, you start to, think like what's wrong with me like there's got to be something wrong with me people don't like the way I look you know or like if things aren't working out with matches you know you get ghosted and you know like you're like what's wrong with me and so there's been a lot of times where I've been like you know there's something wrong with me like there is you know I'm not worthy of something like that so it's been been
1: difficult at times that's for sure the rejection I feel like comes on a daily basis, maybe even more so than on a like if you were to go out to a bar or somewhere or meet someone at work and ask them on a date and they say no. So it's almost like comes on you know every person you swipe the correct way on if they don't swipe the same way as a why didn't they type thing. You know the
0: the for every month that you're on a dating app uh, where you swipe and all that, they should also give you like a, a free. A subscription to telehealth or something like that for uh, you know online therapy in between swipes. That was supposed to be a little bit of a joke, but oh. it didn't land. Alex, cut
1: that. No, up. it's really sad. Actually, it's like very like I tried a little bit when you said that <laughs> because I um my I, I have this one very close friend of mine. So the best man of my wedding is in a long term relationship. He's engaged uh, to her. His brother, who's also one of my best friends, is total opposite. Um, lives by himself and is on tinder and hinge and bumble and stuff like that and it's like every time we meet it's like me and my the my friend are like well I'm so happy I'm not in in his shoes because it's like it's like that like, and all jokes I like that's a I can't imagine um I can't imagine i mean you're you're still you're still uh in settings where you're going to be meeting up with a lot of people on a daily basis. And, and you do you have that opportunity to meet someone that way. Right. But this, my, my friend that I'm talking about, like he's, he has a job and that's it. He's graduated from college and he has a job and it's like, he sees the same people every day. And, it, you know, he has to look out at outside resources. And instead of finding these people that at a bar or something, it's like the main source to find a significant other is these dating apps. And that has become the norm. And that, like, to me, and I don't know if that's just terrifying because I've been in a relationship for the last 12 years, right? Um, Or because uh, it is terrifying. And, uh, you know, not knowing if the person that you are swiping on is a genuine person, not knowing if they Photoshop their photo, not knowing if these prompts that you're talking about are something that they even care about or if it's something that's just going to initiate conversation, that's terrifying to me. Now, Scott, were these older uh dating websites, eHarmony and Match.com before you answer Scott. Were these Scott, are you okay? Different than that? And yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm great.
0: I'm just relaxing. You
1: look like You look like you're um having a stroke, actually.
0: No, no, I'm good. I've got my Or stroking something. I've got well, yeah. Uh sophisticated gentleman's on. Of course I'm stroking something. Um, what?
1: <laughs> so You <just> swiped right. <laughs> you're oh, right. Also. God so um
0: yeah the 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 dating apps that I did it's 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 they're awful um they work for some people but so for me I was you know I I was a single dad I didn't have any hair and so yeah it was very difficult especially when like my first time around when I was in like my mid 30s. I'm hmm. thinking, wow, like I'm gonna be alone forever because, you know, I'm bald. I've got kids. I'm a little bit overweight. Nobody's gonna want you know. And I was, I was a wink yeah. whore. Uh, I would wink at – You know, that was the big thing. Was winking. I would. Oh, really? yeah. I would wink at everybody. And then, if it was like someone that I was like really, really like, oh, this is this is this is her. This is the one. Then I would send a message because like on match.com, if you know, if you paid for it, as long as you did like five messages out per day, there was that six month guarantee. It was like What does that mean? So it was if you do not meet your meet your match in six months, then really? it's free.
1: Oh. How many free months since
0: you get? <laughs> I'm still getting Match.com for free. <laughs> I never had to cancel it because I wasn't getting charged. <laughs> so yeah, it was terrible. It was it was awful.
1: So I, we just got a chat from somebody. Uh, he said, "I didn't use dating apps, but recently got into a relationship. And for a long time, I didn't really think I would meet someone. And even though I didn't show it, that was a really depressing thought. And um, I feel like a lot. Of, I feel like these dating apps, especially, are giving uh, men. I think especially because it's hard for guys. Uh, these these thoughts. Like Ryan, uh, you're a great guy, and I have no doubt. It's that like it, getting taboo. <laughs> I know." And sophisticated gentlemen, like you're a great guy, and we know that because we know you very well, right? It's getting the right person to know that that is like the super stressful part, and and when you don't find that person long enough, I'm sure it gets like depressing, like like this like this uh, person just wrote in chat because um it, it chips away at your confidence because things okay. Am I ever going to find someone? Uh, am I ever going to, you know, find the right person? Is this person going to be on Hinge? Is this person going to be on Bumble? Is this person going to be at the bar? And I feel like these these apps are making it just so much more hard and just so much more pressure. And that's kind of why I asked, like do you wish we lived in a world without Hinge and Bumble? Well, and, and, you, and I feel like you what, haven't what's your even talked
2: about the, one of the weirdest parts. And this is something you and I actually briefly talked about, the Philadelphia Art Museum. Once you do match with someone and Mm -hmm. you decide to go on a date with them, as has happened to me before, it's a little bit of a scary thought. Because you definitely want to go somewhere public because, you know, speaking as a man, you know, you don't, you want the woman to feel like she, speaking as a straight man, I suppose, you want the woman to feel like she's safe. Mm -hmm. Speaking as somebody who's not terribly tall or, you know, the strongest guy in the world, I could easily be mugged by someone. And so it's a little like you don't know yeah you don't know how you're gonna relate to them and I've had dates that have gone well and you know we've you know even if you know doesn't work out not the perfect vibes I feel safe and then there have been ones where it's a little bit like eh, it feels a little bit sketch
1: not gonna lie sure Uh, yeah and I guess would those thoughts go through your mind if if something's going too well right. Why is she agreeing with everything I'm saying? Is she trying to lure? Is she trying to catfish me? Is she trying? Like it's it just there's so there's so many. I feel like these these dating apps have just brought because it's very easy to meet with somebody online if you guys both swipe the same way. So are these pers is this person in it for the right intentions and this that? I feel like uh, this Hinge app you're talking about. I feel like that app kind of kind of helps take away those things with these these prompts. I would right? say so.
2: I think the prompts definitely. Help. And perhaps I've got an idea, you know, maybe I can display my personality a little bit better by linking to the No New Friends podcast on my profile, linking to my segments there, and you know, really show my personality.
1: Hey, this is you, <laughs> right? If they don't like you, <laughs> keep sweating the other way. been
2: a little bit uncertain
1: at times. <laughs> and you know what? The right person's going to laugh at those. Maybe I'm the right person. I laugh at every single one. You know what, we'll talk after, no, this, no, we uh, after won't. this episode. No, I might have to re uh, we won't. Um it's the wine talking. <laughs> sophisticated gentleman. The, the twinkle in your you eye. Tonight you guys uh, are wine, in wine. War? the Nick's gone. He's yeah, Nick's here. gone. We, we, we do don't somebody, know how to someone, act someone has when to it, bring we the We have to hit on someone.
2: Right.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nick we say this to Nick and he's he he, he, he he's like thank you. You look, we're trying to um you know what maybe we will uh do a recurring segment of um the journey of the sophisticated gentleman on uh, hinge.
2: We'll talk. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know. Totally joking. But uh no seriously, I do have I do have a lot of um I don't want to say sympathy cuz that sounds like you died. I do have a lot of I I I I seriously like I I all credit in the world to you because um, not only are you on these sites, but you're meeting up with people like these like strangers, right? Uh, and you're meeting up with these people. And um, it just seems like a really scary, hard thing to do. Uh, Nick was a very scary, hard thing to do, but I did him and I and you too will be able to do hinge. I believe in you sophisticated gentleman. He will rise. <laughs> I'd love to I, listen seriously, though. I'd love to have you back on here in six months. Um, and you know, obviously before that, but um, but in, in six months to to uh, if you did you meet anybody? Did you meet someone? Did you what? Did you meet anyone scary? Did you meet anybody um, that you you know really connected with and you thought it was going to be something and wasn't, or maybe that you're still with? Now, before we end this segment, I do want to ask you, um, what is the success rate of matching with somebody and actually meeting them in person? Um, low.
2: I say it's a pretty low. Yeah, really I
1: would and I say feel like it's, it's a good low. thing. I, I feel like that's a, I feel like that is a, a bad thing for your mental state right but I feel like it's a good thing for your heart <laughs> if that makes sense because like if you were to meet with everybody and you think oh my gosh this person might be the one because it's very easy to fall for someone even if it's not in love but fall for someone you know uh, just be into somebody and then just get that ripped from you so I feel like it's well, probably it's a good thing at going it's on for low, date. Right? there's
2: a lot of uncertainty right you now like what do i wear how do i act how do i dress and i have a bit of a story about that that i'll tell you guys off air when we're not on um
1: twitch but yeah it's it's uh terrifying to think about but um the good thing about it and me and scott can both attest to this is that there is someone out there for everyone look at scott and i and uh, yeah if i
0: if i can there's... <laughs> if i can find someone anybody can <laughs>
1: There's someone out there for everyone, whether it's Tinder, whether it's Hinge, whether it's uh, um, any other dating app, whether it's Grinder, whether it's I don't know. Um, f- well, I appreciate you
2: guys normalizing it too, because I feel the conversation cannot come off quite depressing. And so I appreciate you guys normalizing. Oh, I, stuff.
0: everybody's on. Yeah, it, every I think everybody is on dating apps nowadays. It's it's hundred percent. It, it's it's the way because people are busy and we live in a very technologically advanced uh day and age where everything is on your phone and the fact Mm -hmm. that these companies were able to you know make a effective app i don't know that the algorithms of the matching is necessarily uh
1: who knows who knows but
0: uh you know i think it's just the way it's just the way it is right now
1: Yeah, and like we have talked about a lot of the negative parts about it. There's so many positive things about it because instead of having to go out to a bar every every night looking for love, because think about it, it's a lot cheaper. You're right. well and it's like, you know, maybe I'm fine. You you're you could very well find your wife on one of these apps. And how amazing is that? It, like you found them on an ad on your phone yep. for free. And
0: Chris, that is exactly why I did dating. Because like when you go to a bar, go to a club or go to wherever you're gonna That's meet someone. Exhausting. It is exhausting. And are they single? Are they looking? Do they have a boyfriend? What? Are they engaged? I would have to I would have to do this very awkward lookover. First, I'm looking for a ring. If there's no ring, mm-hmm. then I'm looking, is there a heart necklace? Yeah. and then yeah. if there's no, heart, see, necklace, no the heart necklace, no ring
1: is it from her dad or is it from her husband? Right, right. <laughs> uh,
0: it, it and then if they don't have those, are they interested in dating? Like it's right. at least you know on a dating site, they're looking to date. Or whatever. You know? Every single person. If burst, they yes. swipe yep. on you,
2: there's already some sort of mutual attraction, which I think helps. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: And the, the um, oh gosh, I'm going to make a word. The consensuality, the consensualness, <laughs> I don't know. The consensual swiping is, especially in this day and age... Uh, clears a lot of hurdles yes there's a lot of hurdles because you could go up to any anybody in a bar and hit on them and, and be the next and get me too'd you know you just don't know who he, so when you're on the app you know seriously scott like yeah. if you go up to somebody you hit on somebody you could you could like uh i'm not saying me too as in sexual stuff but i'm just saying like me too as in like uh unwanted um soliciting um when you're on an app like that it's consensual they're looking for someone you're looking for someone so all the negative things there's a lot of negative but there's a lot of negative with everything. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of positive stuff with this too. And I look, even if it's private, I look forward to this journey of you updating me with this because um, it's interesting to me. Because again, I've never I've never even had one of these apps on my phone. I've seen my friends on them before for a lot of the wrong reasons. A lot of the wrong reasons. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this journey for you. You got to look at the half, the glass half full. And, uh, I guess keep on swiping whatever direction is the right direction, left or right, whatever and app bachelorhood has its benefit. Absolutely. Which we don't need to get
2: into because we've gone long, but it definitely does.
1: I also, for legal reasons, cannot get into that. <laughs> <laughs> but Ryan, thank ah! you for, uh, I caught myself that time. But sophisticated gentlemen, thank you so much for, uh, opening up and talking a little bit about that. I'm um, really excited for some updates in the future. I can't wait. 10 years from now for you to bring on your child and talk about how your child was conceived because of, and you said because of the no new friends podcast. That too, <laughs> that too, that too. Your Bubba. name, your, your child, uh, X. No, you know, one is Bubba. I'm one Bubba. is Aid.
2: One is, um, <laughs> <laughs> one is, um, our we got our we uh, who else we can keep We've got Kwanzaa.
1: As long as the middle name is Job, I'm fine. Yes. I'm fine anything or or hashtag get jobed. i would pay how much you would you for, pay for, for we'll whatever, discuss this uh, off air for whatever you're we'll gonna make discuss an offer off air because i'm broke right now i'm gonna I go into go debt again i'll give you my ha- new house I w- <laughs> again <laughs> continue so anyway uh thank you guys for listening this was a fun episode i really enjoyed uh swapping places uh for the first time for some of us um This was episode 169, and I feel like we did miss a lot of material without Nick being here for the second segment. But I was really happy with what we got into in the second segment, because I can't wait to hear some updates on that. Uh, I was really um, excited to learn that Scott was on not only Tinder, but eHarmony. He was just on literally every dating website under the sun. Um, I did not know that about you, Scott. Yeah. Yeah. That was was interesting. I kind of want to get into that a little bit. We will. We will. uh, Yeah, because I, I that's that's interesting. And so again, that's a world that I've never been a part of. So I, I enjoy uh, learning about that. I, it gets me off. So what? Oh, <laughs> we'll cut that, uh, but keep it for me. On behalf of the sophisticated Wait, gentleman, do we don't have Scott Nick summaries? from Sam. Stop, Scott.
2: You, you didn't even go into segment three. There's three segments, bro.
1: We don't have to go
0: into the third segment, you know, but I do have some summaries. You know what I was
1: just? You know what I was just thinking? I was like, oh man, this is so much easier for to host. There's only two segments you know let's keep this in this is one of the hardest this is going to be the um is forgetting scene. this could be the post credit scene scott you have any summaries for
0: uh, us i do
1: i do i yeah i didn't even have to ask you because i know you have a ton tonight
0: i don't have a ton i i'm really tired so i did the best i could um okay uh chris talked about taking a jump you know uh uh, taking taking a jump a a, a giant leap or whatever uh easy chris the last time you took a jump there was a giant tsunami uh it was very sad a lot of people lost their lives so
2: very sad Uh,
0: calm calm that down a little bit
2: (laughs) did Did you like throw paper towels over there
0: yes yes we did (laughs) threw some paper towels uh we spoke a lot about the pressures of hosting a podcast. Uh, Chris, don't worry about what pressures everyone is going through. Just worry about your goddamn blood pressure. Okay.
1: Very, very concerning. <laughs> I do like how we talk about hosting. Like it's like fucking going to war. Or something, I <laughs> <I> know, <right? laughs> uh, it's very, very hard. Very difficult for all of us.
0: <laughs> we all know Chris struggles with uh, issues. One being OCD. Uh, now I think he's suffering from OBCD. <laughs>
1: That's good. I like that. You're that fat wheeze. Yeah, there it is. Right the um,
0: really won't have many summaries. Sharing a hotel room with a coworker, and he will not shut the fuck up. So I can listen closely. Oh, that was just a text from Ryan. Sorry.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> was that actually from him?
2: Yes. Oh my god, that's so good. <laughs> chris said he likes to
0: drink in these episodes to feel more comfortable hosting chris are you sure that's not to forget about your
1: crippling credit card debt (laughs) wait ryan just wrote in chat it goes that's a real fucking text he's still fucking talking
0: (laughs) um oh i wish nick was here um Nick said that he was in a video production class in high school. Nick, is that what you called it when you made your sex tapes? Video production. <laughs> Sophisticated gentleman. He was in high school. It's fine. Wait.
2: Um, yeah, we know you. It like was fine that for him. God. That's why you bring that up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh wow that was actually really creepy <laughs> Ooh,
0: okay uh alex get that
1: we didn't he said oh he he actually nick actually chimed in in chat he's listening so i'm listening so we didn't have that good a camera oh. then. <laughs> uh
0: and lastly um in the first segment we talked about uh hosting and, and co-hosting and, and whatnot uh we went around the room complimenting each other stroking each other's penis uh egos um, it just occurred to me, Chris. Who hurt you? Remember, you're good <laughs> enough. You're smart enough. And gosh darn it, people like you. Oh, those are my summaries.
1: Wow, wow, that was a sentimental way to end summaries. Thank you. It's I you have that He wants you to say something
2: to him <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I
1: have nothing good to say about any of it. I, all my good stuff has left my body. Literally, when Nick left, it left me. Thank you for listening to the no new friends podcast after dark i'm one of your captains <laughs> I feel like. there <laughs> we go we're gonna sign this off in a little sentimental uh, way actually this week we didn't talk a lot about sentimental things tonight we talk about a little bit of deep things but not sentimental this is my last ever episode i will be recording on this street and to some people that sounds stupid Uh, to some people that sounds like it doesn't matter but to me it means a whole lot because i've been here for 27 years of my life and um and just doing one last thing in this house is really weird and it's bittersweet for me i'm moving to a new town i'm moving out with my beautiful wife and we're gonna uh you know inevitably start a family in this in this new house that we moved to and um it's a huge milestone for me and um uh signing off for the last time in here is a little emotional for me because this is where it all started for me uh this is where i met scott and mary for the first time this is where i met and made a lot of friends this is where i spent all of the pandemic and um i am forever grateful for everybody that i met in this very seat right here if you're listening to this um thank you so much for listening for all the lives that i've touched um that we've touched on this podcast i you know that's what we strive to do. Um, for all the people we made laugh from this very seat, I, I, I just—I I, seriously, from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate every single one of you. And uh, as hard as it is for me to sign off for the very last time in this seat, I'm really excited for the future. I'm really excited to uh, start my family. And um, and signing off for the very last time, I'm Chris, alongside Virtual Studio with Scott, the sophisticated gentleman. And Nick from Saber vac- Vacations and spirit. I'm Chris, so if I didn't want to say for the fourth time. We'll see you next week on new Friends After Dark.
0: Chris, that was beautiful. Dang. Is the chair Dang. staying too? Or is are, are you bringing the chair with you?
1: This was $500. Okay,
0: okay. because you said that this is the last time in this seat, and I didn't know if you were leaving the chair for your sister.
1: Yeah, no, this seat, funny story is, I bought this seat because I was sitting in a $30 seat, and my groin really hurt. I'm like, I gotta get a better seat. So I spent $550 in this chair. I was like, hey, game all day in this chair. With comfort, turns out it was a prostate infection. It was definitely not the chair, which is explain the burning while urinating, <laughs> right? Right, definitely not the chair. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, when I when when stuff like that started happening, yeah, definitely, definitely not the chair. Couldn't return this anymore though, it was after the 30 day period, but yes. Um, uh, if you experience uh, burning sensation when you're eating or pain in the groin. Uh, might be a prostatitis. Or you can a check out
2: Ligroin. YouTube is one, one of my, my favorite things out there. No, no there.
0: New Friends After Dark has been brought to you by Sandpiper Vacations. SandpiperVacations.com Just check out our website, NoNewFriendsPodcast.com Become a friend with benefits. Check out our sweet merch and so much more. This has been a No New Friends Entertainment LLC production.